Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. It's developers in the state. They had a new editor, new staff, including Roth. And all of a sudden, we start reading about how growth is good for the economy. More jobs, new schools. It's hard to argue with that. The next year, Larango finishes a new ski lift. It caught on pretty quick. Suddenly, we got a lot of skiers looking for places to stay. Let me guess, they started putting up condos. Fast as the cement to dry. The more they built, the more people came, the more they needed. Now Main Street looks more like a theme park than an old mining town. There were a few grumbles about that, but mostly everyone just wanted their piece of the pie. Having property value go up will do that to people. Real estate went up all right, but so did everything else. Property taxes, utilities, roads. All of a sudden, people are having their doubts about Lorengo. Wow, this development is huge. Sure is. This is Highland Estates. At least that's what it was going to be. Before Lorengo decided to sidestep some permits. Sidestep? They were in a hurry. Figured it was just a formality anyway. Started the work without him. Until somebody found out. My dad. Didn't waste much time getting the ball rolling, let me tell you. They didn't know who they were messing with. Town got an injunction to stop the work. Larango tried to ignore it, so folks filed a lawsuit against the company. Put him under a microscope, too. Brought in the EPA, OSHA, you name it. What did Larango do? Brought in a bunch of high-priced lawyers. It was a big mistake. Folks just started demonstrating the other Larango job sites. Pretty much shut them down. Uh, nothing like a mob of angry locals. But things started to get nasty after that. Threats started flying both ways. A couple of mysterious fires, tires slashed, a few fights even. My dad never said anything about this. And he had his hands full. What he wouldn't do is arrest the protesters. Said they weren't the ones breaking the law, which pissed off Lorango to no end. The company that just happened to own the Herald. So there hasn't been a good word about him in that paper ever since. Lorango must have lost millions. Easy. And they blame my dad. Oh, yeah. Enough to try and kill him? Whoa, slow down. I brought you up here so you'd understand Ross' witch hunt. What if somebody decided that slamming my dad in the papers wasn't enough? What if they decided to get rid of him? Yeah, but bad-mouthing him in the paper to murder. That's a big jump. Sam, I live in the city. People get murdered for $5. Yeah, but this isn't the city. (sighs) This is a lot more than $5. Zach Roth is going after my father. Roth works for the Herald, and the Herald is owned by the Rango Corp. Which proves what exactly? Dad caught them breaking the law. Cost them a lot of money. Can you think of a better motive for killing him? No, but I can't think how killing him would change any of that. People listen to my father. As long as he stands in their way, how can Lorengo hope to change anyone else's mind? You've been away, Maggie. You don't know the good things that company's done around here. They brought in jobs, donated money. They practically built the new ball field on their own. I'm not saying they put it in a memo. I'm talking about one person. That's all it would take. They got 60 people working for them. You tell me, which one pulled the trigger? So people get murdered for $5. (laughs) Sam, Sam, 
I live in the city. People get murdered for $5. Like, I I would, first of all, I'd love $5. Like, I'd tell you that much. <laughs> um, And, like, when I was broke, if I knew that, like, that would have been, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> there was a big portion of this Lorengo stuff that I completely blacked out on. It made no sense to me. All I knew was the beginning and the end, which was that this company came in, it started some trouble, and then basically they ended and it was because of her dad. Yeah. I mean, just I can expand on it a little bit. They came in, they're, they're huge, one of the biggest developers in the state. Um, they, they, uh, they bought the paper. So they bought the paper. Right. They they hired a new editor, new staff, and the, they Fake started news. printing poor stories about. They started to influence the stories that were in the paper about like growth is great, you know, uh, good for the economy, more jobs, new schools. Then they then they built a ski lift, and people started to come in to go skiing. So they people needed a place to stay, so they started to build condos for people to stay in. Real estate values went up, but then so did property taxes, utilities, roads. People started having their doubts about Lorengo. Um, you know, that says a lot about like everything that's going on in this country that I like completely blacked out when he was explaining all this and like, hearing you explain it. Yeah, that says a lot about what's going on in this country. It, it seemed very prescient, <laughs> like especially in two thousand six. You know, two thousand eight with the with the, the 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 huge bust and all these like foreclosures of houses and things. And they, he he takes her to this huge development, Highland Estates, which isn't finished because they tried to sidestep some permits. They tried to start without dealing with some of these issues, uh, and then who laid the hammer down? Her dad mm. came in. And then suddenly, but suddenly they're under a microscope and you got the EPA, OSHA's coming in. OSHA, when I heard OSHA, I was like, oh, it's over. I'm like, oh, OSHA's in? Because my friend grew up like owning factories. I was like, mm, uh-uh. they're done. OSHA, when you've got OSHA in the mix, you're over. But, and then, and then he says, a mob, well, or she says, a mob of angry locals, uh, kind of pretty much shut them down, which to me is like this gigantic development corporation with a load of, of high priced attorneys, like, gets run out of town by, uh, you know, just some picketers. I was seeing picketers. tiki torches. Like, yeah, I absolutely was seeing like a full blown riot in the middle of town. That would, now, yeah. But that's not he the case. He says things got a little nasty. Um, you know, Frank wouldn't arrest the protesters. Mm-mm. So Larengo got really miffed and they'd been, there hasn't been a good word about him in the paper since. Um, and then Maggie starts to wonder, well, maybe they tried to kill him. And then for whatever reason, Sam just Sam's like, like, no, no, no. He's like, whoa, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> this whole movie is going to be like, Maggie, come on. It's like you're making sense almost. Will like, you, you're batshit. Stop. <laughs> she like literally is like, well, yeah. So, and we, that's when she utters the line, Sam. People get f- killed for $5. Yeah, right? I live in the city. So, and, yeah. later Magpie gets home to dad's house and the phone is ringing and it's barred from work. And there's a lot of things going on that are urgent and need her attention. Maggie says to call immigration. The phone number is in her red planner. And I died because, like, well, first of all, yes, the red planner, but secondly, like, Barb's need, she needs to look up immigration in her planner. Like, <laughs> that would feels like a pretty, like, obvious number that they'd have clipped to the board. You know what I mean? 
clips of the board were just very easily searchable. Right, just Google immigration. But she freezes, she sees something, and she like is able to finish up with Barb. We find out, yes, okay, it's all about the red book. So she's looking around in her dad's desk now for the red book. Um, and she's doing ghost dad now. And he's like, I wrote a number in it and I can't find it. And then he disappears and she starts looking through his stuff for the red book. She finds it and there's a sheriff sticker on it. Very cute. She goes in to see the judge, right? And I did not, the, I did not know the judge was the judge because he didn't have his hat on and he was sitting in this like <laughs> mighty room. And I was like, who's this little raisin man sitting underneath like this huge, he just looked like so tiny. Um, and he's like, basically, my dad and I, we have this tradition. We buy each other red notebooks. He's like, yes, always red. She's like, anyway, besides, <laughs> besides all that, like, He's like way too tuned in, like to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he told me about. Your dad told him everything. Like, <laughs> so this is like a little Brett Kavanaugh ish for me. I don't know if you felt this way, but basically, she's like, he puts down his doctor's appointments, his poker nights, anything he has to do, he writes it down. The only time he ever writes anything down in his red notebooks is when he has to be somewhere. Um, and like to me, I was like, like this is not a good. We know now this is not a good alibi is what you write, what a fucking crazy person writes down in their journals. So then absolutely we find out that on the day he was shot, he wrote Buck Mountain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Buck Mountain at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Literally Buck Mountain at 7 a.m. must be so fucking lit. <laughs> I can't even. Can, it's like Burning Man, like up on Buck Mountain at 7 a.m. Like just like fucking orgies and like people. People coming off coke and like all sorts of shit, but just like seven people. But like, uh, yeah, like, they're it's like a very small Burning Man, right? Someone's making an egg McMuffin, like trying to get their <laughs> shit together. So, um, the judge is like, "Yo, this means nothing." Like, he's basically just laughing in the face of what her like supposed evidence is. And for a judge, I wrote, "This is like." <laughs> he goes, "It's almost like you're making like a case, like you're saying something that could lead to something." And I'm like. You're a judge. Like, <laughs> this is your whole job is that she could come up with a defense that leads to, sorry, she could come up with a defense that leads to something. So, um. This is the gaslighting is starting right now. He like, says the closest her dad ever came to a conversation the day that he went missing was with the kid at the gas station, Jack. He paid at the pump. The kid said he had his rifle in his rack in the car. Um, she says that her dad hasn't gone hunting in years and she goes, why the rifle? And he's, and oh, he said, why the rifle? And she said, he didn't trust them. And he said, well, his service revolver would have made a lot more sense. And she said, unless he wanted them to know he didn't trust them. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. So she's doing all the work here. So judge says that he could have met at a cafe. He goes, well, they could have met at a cafe in town, like the local <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Like, this is like literally like how to go out on an AOL date in 1998. They're like, you could have met a cafe in town, a buzzy, like little Barnes and Noble cafe. Like, it's literally like the most dumb argument. And she's like, maybe it had something to do with Lorengo. And the judge is like, everyone hated them. Um, but she says her dad was the only one they were going after. And he said, dear God, Maggie, you're almost making this seem plausible. <laughs> um, so she's like, if you know anyone, Lorengo, that you can trust, let me know. And she's like, I'll, he's like, I'll try. Um, I just wrote, why are these people so exhausted by all of this? Like, they're exhausted that the former sheriff was shot in the woods. What they know was his own gun, but he didn't do it. Right. Yeah. 
So Maggie sees some action going on in the gas station across the street when she gets out of the judge's court. Um, yeah, well, and she, and she walks out of the judge's building, and there's all these, there's like red, white, and blue banners. Like, <laughs> it's a very oddly decorated. It's very like, like town. It's very like. That's what you would see in like Cape Cod, Massachusetts, like, uh, but like in yes, this random Colorado town, it is like, it's very tourism, very like, we're around here. We're clean. We keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah. But like for this a lot town, of pageantry. Yeah. It's but a lot cheap of pageantry. pageantry. Like it's not truly <laughs> you kind of paper streamers or, you know, anyway. Yeah. And like, it's like, we have learned this town is on the up and up. This is starting to become a touristy town. They want that attraction. And by the way, I will say for everything else about this movie that's crazy, this is a beautiful fucking town. Like, this made me want to visit Colorado. I was like, visitcolorado.com. Like, I was in on it. I really was into it. I I have to admit that I didn't know Colorado until you brought it up. I did. Um, well, I mean, for- I'm actually sure that these shots are probably from Canada. And they're oh, sure. But I, 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 for whatever reason, I didn't. I knew that she was in Chicago. I didn't know. Because it's like Colorado State. Like, they're talking about Colorado State. And then, like, also, Colorado and Chicago are not that close. And, like, she got there really quick. Yeah. You know? Like, she was acting like that was Wisconsin. Like, they got there very quickly. Yeah, they they, they, they cut from her family family advocacy center to her walking into the That's hospital. a four-hour flight. Like, yeah. eat, right? Don't, I don't know. Oh. I don't know America that well. But that's, like, a three- or four-hour yeah, flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right? that's the... So she sees Jack inside outside the gas station and she's like, I'm sorry for snapping at you. I'm just worried about my dad. And he's like, I am too. She's like, will you ask me to check my car? So she does this like performative car thing so that she can have an opportunity to speak to him, which is just dumb because like he, if he knows cars, like he's going to know within a second of looking at it where he, she said there's a squeaky noise. Yeah. It's a funny noise in my car. It's just, it, it's, it's a lame ploy, which wouldn't in, like involve checking the oil. Which is what he did. <laughs> Lifting the hood. It, I mean, it would involve him maybe like turning the key and just like, we'll start her up. Let me listen. No, right. I don't hear anything. <laughs> None of that. So they talk about the morning of the crime and she's like, were you working that morning? Um, my dad was shot. And the music lets us know that something is fishy here. There's like sort of like a zoom in noise on him. And, yes. um, and he's he, acting like a robot. He's a uh, yes, completely. And we see like someone through a POV is watching them. Oh, yes, yes. So he says he's, um, he said, you know, your dad didn't say anything. He waved. I spotted the rifle inside the trunk. She says, was anyone following you? So when we see that they are being followed, he's like, you know what? Listen, give the car a shot now. So she tries it up. Great. She's great. So, and Jack seems incredibly put out by all of this. So. Yes. And she says, she says, what did, what did you do to fix it? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm on to you. And. I yeah. know, but I know. And like, and now then he gets really, really. Agitated. And I hated him for it at the time. But now I'm looking back. I'm like, Jack, spoiler alert, Jack, you're a good guy. So, um, Maggie pulls up at home. It's storming outside. It's like LA. Yeah. What we've been. Yeah. Which is like literally any weekend of growing up in my life. But in LA, <laughs> it's been two weeks of just torrential downpour which is crazy for us Absolutely. but my grass is green and i'm not complaining no. um oh. um her ghost dad pops up yes and they have ghost a conversation dad. in the car and he's like it's easy to figure out when someone lies you just have to look in their eyes the hard part is figuring out why yeah yeah 
There's a lot of like weird rhyming in this movie. Yeah, it's- the, the allegation or what was it? Vendetta and um, agenda vendetta that um, Roth did in the in the hospital. Oh, that yeah, was a yeah, weird yeah. like. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. are you fucking trying to spit right now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and then Ghost Dad's being like, you just have to look in their eyes. The hard part is figuring out why. Like, dude, like, fucking Tupac, get out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac, so, it's raining way too honey, hard for this. the hologram is in, like, it's activated. So she <laughs> runs inside, and of course the electricity is out. If this was in Lifetime, that t-shirt would have been wet. That's what I wrote in my notes. Because she... <laughs> <laughs> walked into that house it's dry like, as a bone like literally like she had ever she was like me like running inside like with the 12 jackets on the side of her so <laughs> the gaslighting in this scene and the scenes that follow are absolutely insane please put your fucking red flags up bitches out there because this is what you if you hear this in your life people are trying to poison you to your bone <laughs> It's 42 <laughs> minutes to 4610. This is every, like, everyone is, uh, it's terrible. It is team up, team gaslight. Like, truly, this is the World Cup of gaslighting. Checking the mail when she gets in. Oh, Dad, I hope you still keep candles. Sam says he was driving by, saw the door open, no lights. And I was uh, going to the kitchen to get some candles. That's when I saw him. Saw who? I don't know. I only caught a glimpse. He was standing over there. Where were you standing? Right there. About here? There was someone there. How'd you see him in the dark? Well, the lightning flashed. It was bright. And you sure it was a man? Yes, I'm sure. Can you describe him? No, it was quick. Hair, clothes? <laughs> you didn't see anything? I'm sorry, Meg. I was going to the kitchen. I was almost there. And then something moved. It was coming towards me. That's how I bumped my head. He, he he must have tackled me from behind. I'm sure in the storm, the mirror there, it looked like... I knew what I saw. Honey, 
She, they're literally you trying to convince this, her that she saw her own reflection in this Yes, I told you I was going to get a flashlight. You said candles before. It doesn't matter. There was somebody in the house. It is infuriating. <laughs> you said candles. Why would I make this up? She, oh, why would she too. lie about that? <laughs> You're trying to trip me up with the flashlight candle trick. So the judge now is entering Maggie's childhood bedroom. Child bedroom. Heard you took quite a shot. How many fingers? Fine. Always did have a hard head. (laughs) What did the sheriff say? She had to look around. No sign of a break-in. Did you check? Did you notice anything missing? Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell. You've been under a lot of stress lately. Maybe more than you know. That can do funny things to a person. It can make you worry about things you shouldn't. Ask questions you don't need to. See things that aren't really there. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be fine. Okay, let's unpack. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, yeah, I was. Uh, so there's a lot. The mirror, the sheriff is literally like, you saw a reflection. Sheriff What's was a sh- real asshole care. in that, like that, that's, yeah. They that don't want to solve this. They don't want to solve this crime. They're like, it's just a bullet wound. He'll probably be okay. If not, he was old. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, like, it's not a big loss to them. They're not like, this isn't some, like, 27-year-old hunk. This is, like, the retired sheriff. Like, he's shot himself in the woods. Big deal. Yeah, he shot himself with his own gun. Got tangled in some shrubs, you know. Maybe militia. but Maybe militia. Doesn't, not a lot of signs are turning up for that. So, kind of just, like... Let's just like it's a real laissez-faire attitude about the whole thing, really. Like, which when you find out, like, you understand, like, towards the end, yeah, okay, like, I could see how half of this party could have been half in the bag about all of this, but like, all of this party being half in the bag about all this is very odd, and yeah. it's uncomfortable. And also, don't die because no one's gonna look for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> my, like <laughs> fucking fully. Like yeah, your family has to order a toxicology report. You guys, like, they're not gonna take. The state's not gonna help you. Just <laughs> leave a note. Um, in case, and like, literally, if any, I have a note saved on my desktop in case anything happens to me about my agenda. Just save it on your desktop. You never know. Absolutely. I could die in an earthquake. It's saved to the cloud. Um, so. What was your note about that lighting? So, the- Maggie's bedroom is like in the scope of this house. I don't understand where it is because this is a mid century modern house that's unbelievable, by the way. Like, dead for this mid-century modern house it's like a thought of like my idea of a dream house right like maybe sell my house move to austin get this house okay it's a dream of a mid-century modern house 
Her bedroom is in a colonial 100%. I don't, I don't, this is like honestly marzipan and Shannon material from Devil's Teardrop. This is like yes. very girly ch- children's. It's a colonial house. There is one MCM lighting fixture in her bedroom that I'm like, okay, I could see how that could belong to the house. But the rest of this, that I don't understand where it belonged in the floor, like in the floor plan of that house. No. Yeah. That's a really good observation. And then like there was a, they like almost did a mirror effect, like a mirror effect out into the hallway so that it wouldn't be totally distracting, but it like instead implied that there was an additional like attached children's bedroom. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, is this like about her dead sister? Like this, Whoa. you go there. Right. <laughs> But so we go to the bathroom. She's doing her nighttime nighttime routine, right? But like no essential oils. She doesn't do anything like that. She brushes her teeth, puts the thing back and whatever. Would love to see a skincare routine. She has beautiful skin. So um, then we go on to um, she realizes her sweater is like tattered completely. It's also covered in a lot of blood. Is it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like there was blood staining on it. And then she goes downstairs and she, she realizes she picks up a piece. She of, finds a button, right? She finds a piece of like ripped fabric oh. from her. Like, I think, right? Like a little piece of. I, I, at some point, just a button? I, I <laughs> thought it was a button. I'm blind. It could have co- been just a or button. Or a coin, but it was a button because then I saw it must have been a sweater button because then I was looking at her. Yeah, because she had her little cardigan thing. And this is, you're right. This is very like of this era where it's like you have a cardigan that like finishes buttoning right above your belly button. Like that was absolutely the look of the moment. Yeah. Um, so, um, she goes to her dad's mail. There's nothing there. She heads out in the rain and Sam is in the driveway and she and Sam have this moment where she's like, you know, you don't have to stay. And he's like, I'm not going to leave. Um, and they like sort of like cuddle up in the rain and then we see a black van pull away behind them. Right. So yeah. creep the same creepy van from yeah. earlier. Um, so but, Maggie gets, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, uh, this was like, you can't sit in the cold all night. It's much warmer in the house. No, I'm staying here. And then th- this is the extent of the uh, intimacy in this <laughs> film is that she leans in and he puts his arm around her. And that's like, that's as far as they go in this movie. Do you movie. know what it like sadly reminded me of is like my very close like guy friendships from high school where it's like to this day like I could probably still like they would probably still hug me in the rain but like it would be like ugh. But like well, it's very sweet. Like it's very yeah. sweet but there's not a lot of like loaded emotional energy that it's like literally it's like we went to high school together and i love you a lot and i don't want you to be sad i'm gonna hug you (laughs) that's how it feels and it is vaguely romantic but it mostly feels like i'm just gonna like make sure you're not sad right yeah yeah there's it's undeniably sweet uh, but it's it doesn't quite track with the tension they're trying to build earlier of like you know uh i i don't think this movie quite knows what it wants to be as far as like their relationship. I mean, I bet like the person at the time when they were like doing it, they were like, we don't want her reason to be like a romantic thing. I could see that in 2006 being like, we don't want this to be romantic. We Mm -hmm. want this to be like a friendship, which, 
you know, is high, like in this heightened situation is highly unlikely that a friend would just like bro out like this. Um, <laughs> but like also like I feel like I do have friends from high school that would absolutely like park in my driveway if I was thinking that my, you know what I mean? If I was in this situation, but like also like, yeah, it's like it's not there. And it's also I'm realizing if whatever happened in the woods, this is 20 years later. She's like 31. <laughs> like she's yeah. like a little bit younger like than me like that's like <laughs> babe like get it together like also i mean truly like you are out of town like at this point like you shouldn't expect i don't expect to have relationships with like i mean i have friends from back home but like i don't expect to go home and be like like welcomed or to like not have people be like, wow, you've been gone a long time. Like, I know I'm going to hear that when I come home. I don't know why she's acting all surprised. It's crazy. She's, she has to be at least and the actress looks that way. Almost like 27 to 31. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she would have had to have been like seven. Right. Oh, Oh, minimum in that first scene in the woods. Oh, minimum. Yeah, I'm think yeah, seven to nine, maybe ten. She looked like yeah, she looked like yeah. ten or yeah, she looked a little bit older. Um yeah, yeah. Um okay. So Magpie gets to the hospital the next morning and she sees the newspaper with the headline about her dad. It says former sheriff accused of prisoner abuse. Allegations of criminal misconduct level against former lawman Frank Dolan. And then the um <clears throat> And then the caption on the picture of him says, former sheriff Frank Dolan during better times. <laughs> Wait, this is a picture of him. It's just a picture of him. <laughs> and like, by the way, like really consider everything I'm about to say in the sentence. Former sheriff Frank Dolan during better times pictured at a stakeout in 1998. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> at a stake. What, what do you think a stakeout is? Because I want to get to that in a second. While questions have arisen surrounding his conduct, Dolan remains in a coma suffering after suffering serious gunshot wounds. So that implies multiple wounds, first of all. But like a stakeout is like when you're... When you have like a, sus- a, cu- a suspect in custody, I thought you said a steakhouse. No. Oh no, I would love it. He, I wish well, that, that would be that better times. That would, that would track be better. Perfectly, no, but a stakeout but no. is not. That's like when you have a, a suspect in custody and you guys are casing maybe as a hostage. Like that's a stakeout. Yeah, I mean, or or like yeah, a stakeout. <clears throat> other than being a a. a mediocre comedy with Emilio Estevez and Richard Drivers <laughs> that came out in what, 90. Well, uh, uh, but no, it's or it's just really boring, like just sitting in a car waiting for somebody to leave their apartment or whatever. I mean, but I guess if they're being technical, yeah, anything is a better time than a coma. Like <laughs> better times. Yeah, yeah. It'd be better times. Be like, you know, like the, the specificity of that was so rude to me. Um, I felt offended. So yeah, no, I, I, that's a great, I, I missed, I did not, uh, catch that. So it's not your job to. And like, also <laughs> I have the most of the article, um, screenshot on the mother may sleep with podcast, M M I S W P um instagram that's our social across board and what's the the photo of him in the is it he's just like 
It's just like, okay. Like, and like, yeah. and there's some cop cars blurry. It's a portrait iPhone photo. Like, oh, you know okay. I mean? So it could be a stakeout. It's not like, uh, it's not like him, like we in tennis gear, like smiling. No, 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 no. He's fully at a stakeout, but like also <laughs> doesn't say much about him as a sheriff that he'd like smile and post for a photo. Yeah. Mm, sorry. One I of burped. those stakeout selfies. Sorry, guys. Um, so. Meg shows up to the Herald office on a fucking tear. Um, I'm going to play this clip and then I'm going to go grab my computer charger while I do it. It's 4836 to 4943. And like, wait, hold on. I will say that I love this because like she comes in like, wait, you have to go back a little bit. Sorry. To like, she comes in just being like, this is fucking bullshit. Yes. To this. And it's like in the. It might be 4830, just 4830. Oh, wait. Yeah. 4838 Sheriff, you know, as a journalist, I'm Journalist? A- You're a hatchet man for Lorengo Corp. Your job around here is to go after my father. I'm a reporter, Miss Dolan. I came to you. I gave you a chance to tell your father's side. Real reporters don't write innuendo and rumors. They have facts to back up what they write. You want facts? Boom. Knock yourself out. I know all about those. You can't prove one word that's written in those letters. You really think I'd run this story if I couldn't? You know, I could get a court order, force you to reveal the name. You could try. Maggie! Don't tell me I'm supposed to stay out of it. I Wag smells like magnets and <laughs> He smells like magnets and Fritos. Um, okay, so... Okay, so basically... This is a fair, fair argument that she comes in with. The, the sheriff standing there, <laughs> like, what is the order of operations in this town? Like, I don't like. It's it's very. If it's, I was the sheriff, I would have been on the phone with Magpie, being like, "Okay, we get, we're looking at." I would be teaming up with her if I was the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. I versus you know hanging out at the. Uh, the the herald uh the herald offices like just kind of stabbing Lingering. in the dark at like you know possible source sources like the the uh, journalistic ethics and legality of all this stuff is really murky i agree so i wrote zach roth is a piece of shit dude that was my takeaway from this yeah i mean <laughs> I really fell into this Lifetime's movie, this Lifetime movie's, like, hands. I really did. And normally, like, I say, like, I thought this was a bad movie, then I thought it was a good movie, then I thought it was a bad movie. Like, this movie, like, I thought was just bad. 
And now I'm realizing it might be good. I didn't need to go on the whole journey. Wow. But I don't think it is good, right? It's just because I'm talking about it with a friend. Like, it's like, oh, like, I love to, like, fucking break this down with someone. But maybe it's not a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it it's it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> like fa- I just can't believe I make people do this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, what makes it a great movie is is right. talking about it with with people that you like I and love and, that. and like, you know, cuz like like it it starts to make sense if you talk about it enough, right. but when you watch it one time, you're like there's some there's some gaps in this that right. are a little like <laughs> Um, wait a second. Hold on. You know. Um, yeah, it would be like again, this all these movies are great if you're in, on a vacation in Mexico and you're daiquiri drunk and they happen to have lifetime. Like this is great to come back from the pool like a little too sunburnt and drunk and just lay down and watch it and take a nap. It, it, well, it's funny that you say that cuz the, the way I did it this time is I my first viewing of this was what I call a nap watch, which was mm. where I was laying on the couch. I it was already late and I and I'm I, I, I'm notorious for falling asleep on the couch while the TV is on and uh my wife doesn't and and she was like she'd already like started her nightly ablutions you know her face care and mm-hmm. her teeth brushing the nighttime routine yeah and uh i was like oh i'm just gonna put this on <laughs> so <laughs> i watched the whole thing but fell asleep several times and she kind of like was in and out just kind of looking and filled me in a bit so Did i knew she i had to care for it she she uh <laughs> She gets sucked into things very she easily. She should come on the podcast. Julie should come on the podcast. I would I, love that. Yeah, I think she. <laughs> we need. We've never done a couples pod. I would love to do you like you two, and then we'll we'll phase you out, and <laughs> we'll phase Ted out, and then your wife and I just become this co-host. It we co-host this together. Absolutely, I think she would be great. Uh, but no, this is that's that's fascinating. Like that I love a couch watch like a pass out sort of halfway through like I'm comfortable if this if I don't ride this out the first time yeah I knew like I'll come back to this like and then I spent like a good portion of today like just you know watching and typing uh yeah, it's an interesting process. But yes, she gets sucked into. So she, there were several times I kind of woke up and she was like standing there, like you know, with a like just out of the shower, like <laughs> watching whatever scene happened to be on. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Shout out to all um, the forty-five minute or the thirty-five minute mark of Oprah is a really good time to fall asleep. Anytime you start one, like these are shout out to all our couch. Yes. Or couch sleepy friends. Uh, my my crime nap, any of my crime nap buddies, mm. like forensic files. <laughs> I, I'm a, I love falling asleep. I've seen every forensic files there is, so I can just put them on, fall asleep, wake up, and, and you know, know Do you know the, um, she's my best friend. The guy that killed the, his best friend, um, she was in the military. He's like this Asian guy, and like, <laughs> he was like, why would I kill her? She's my best friend. And like, <laughs> it's the whole dateline and it's like oh, he a definitely okay. killed her and he's like why would i kill her she's my best friend 
such a great and it's like you were in love with her you absolutely fucking killed her and his whole thing was like she's my best friend the way you said it though i almost took it as if he was he'd already admitted to it why would i kill her she's my best friend and it was like kind of asking himself like god why did i do that she was no, my best friend it was friend. like that was his defense to the dateline cameras it was incredible if anyone knows what i'm talking about shout out best friends okay so um so sheriff and maggie are talking outside um she said there's no leads on anything literally everything comes up no evidence no fingies no anything there's nothing we've got, got nothing shit um and then maggie's like well then the weapon must have been wiped clean the sheriff goes on and on about how like just nothing the evidence is it's nothing and then she says she did find call records between him <laughs> and some place called the smoky point lodge she doesn't know like me that started a few months ago like around his retirement the thing is the last call came the day before he was shot it's just outside of somerset um so that's fucking important right yeah after all this like dead end nothing got nothing then she's like but there is one thing <laughs> these <laughs> fucking very telling phone records i went to a camp called somerset um i got hay fever there oh. so um yeah, i'm fine so meg knows the name somerset she finds a return address on his dad like on her dad's like uh mail pile with a purple little sticker and it looks very similar to the somerset savings stickers that were on the letters in roth's office right like these little purple stickers. Wow, so the returns nice. were all from the same, nice. right? So, um, his pile of letters when evidence. He slapped it down, that was like, it all had this is all you need to yeah. do journalism is, you know, just this source. Which, like, I don't know if he's like wrong or like, I don't know, like, what you could say in the, I don't know what you can say. Uh, he's wrong. I mean, you gotta have, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, just having some fact checking experience. Like, he's got, you gotta have two, at least two sources. I mean, that's kind of, if you wanna be good about it, you wanna have like two solid. So if you have a, so if you have a, like these letters that are kind of like, we've got these letters that say these things. Well, that's one person. I mean, you have Christina would have lost her mind. My best friend, Christina would have lost her mind over all this. She's so journalistic. She won't say shit about shit. And like, she's like a pretty like righteous human in our own life. And when she starts to be like, no, it's journalism. I can't say that. I'm like, Fuck. Like, I'm so glad I'm not a journalist because I love to, like, run my mouth, bitch. Well, but, yeah, you yeah. like to, you, you know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot. Who makes you do that? Your editor? Well, you've got, I mean, depending on the, the, what, the, the news, the, the outlet, the, um, the news source or whatever, like, where at Vanity Fair, like, there was a whole fact-checking department. So what was very important, the most important... Vanity Fair doesn't fuck around. Like, I know that, like, certain editors at, like, Jezebel or whatever, certain outlets that I knew, like, they'd be like, we always reach out for a comment no matter what. Like, not everyone always reaches out for comment, which seems like basic journalistic integrity, like, reach out to the other side, right? Yeah, like, you want to give... You have to give them the opportunity to respond. Right. To, you know... And, and then, you know, then there's a whole legal department at some place like Vanity Fair or the New Yorker. And then oftentimes you get the legal department. It's not even about facts anymore. It's about facts, but it's also about like the legal department saying, 
well, you can't say that you legally can't say this unless you have How do you this response. Up, can blah, I blah, look blah. up facts for vanity? How do you look up facts? Do I just got to get on a fact team? Well, I, we were very lucky. I was very lucky to do it in the age of the internet, you know, 2006 to 2013. But there was people that, you know, it used to have, they used to just call the library. Like, so they were on like direct line to the I library. Used to go to the library. Wow. But, uh, you know, the, the nowadays you can, it's very much about like <laughs> looking at old newspapers and, uh, and, um, you know, looking oh, clips, clips of stuff. Yeah, I used to look at my graffiti a lot. Um, <laughs> I did actually. I was like really sad. Um, that was those were. I was really sad. I used to <laughs> microfit that stuff. That was the shit at the library, like scrolling through. Yeah. I do have a microscope upstairs. I've been tweeting about it. I saw you liked one of my tweets about my microscope. If you do, if anyone here, Sammy, you too, if you guys want me to look at anything under my microscope, it's too strong. It's. I found it to be too strong. Wow, it's very strong. So I could probably. Is it like a newfangled, or is it like an old? I'm school? like running Thanos in my house now, right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be I did, Elizabeth. I've heard Holmes. your voice no. change several times. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Literally, though. No. It's just like I'm trying to like look at you know stuff like if i find like like a little band-aid or something i'll look at it it's fascinating i found a snail shell the other day i looked at that yeah i mean really you know you get to know earth that way (laughs) absolutely there there was a magazine when i was a kid world magazine and on the back cover they had this feature every month or whatever it came out that was just a series of photographs that were like super close-ups. I love and, that. And it would be like, what do you think this is? To, you know, I actually remember that. And that was like, that was, wow. Wow, actually, you're right. I remember that. every Because I used to go to, I was a library. Like I'd go to and read the magazines every month. Like I would blow through all of them. It was like, that was the best part of the library actually was the magazines. Like that yeah, kept yeah. you current. Like you could have anything else. Like you could go whatever could do whatever i'd go up there trade gummy bears you know what i mean um but mostly you could read so we find out um that basically through these letters that he took out a twenty five thousand dollars second mortgage so she goes over and tells alice and alice is like well he never borrowed a cent in his life and um she tells alice that he took out this loan he's been making payments for a year and there's no record of where the money went I wrote, hey, did it go to pay for the Garage Boys College? That's what I wrote in my notes. Um, nice. So she tells her about the Smoky Lodge or whatever in Somerset and how whenever he got the call from them, he would drive up um, the next day. And I said, I honestly think he's been holding Jack's dad hostage for years. Um, so Alice says... It's like that scene in Seven with all the tre- this is trees, li- like, the, the sloth. This is literally like what I'm picturing is like this man's been in here like fucking torturing him for... This has been a decade of slow torture. And that like ever since she's been gone like the last 15 of the 20 years um so um basically um alice says that this must have been the days that he was gone alice looks back at his body several times and i said he and alice were fucking um, <laughs> so maggie and the judge talk and judge says that the sheriff has already been there there's nothing to tell they wouldn't hurt her dad considering he was the only one in town who would be suspected judge told him that there will be no stories he will he'll tell her that right so 
She's like, how do you know that? Right. But he pushes forward and says that he'll need to get it. They'll need to get all together on the same page, which is basically everyone needs to take care of the dad. Right. Yeah. Lorengo wants to mend fences now. The big you know, corporation. Yeah. Lorengo, the big corporation, your dad, you, I, we all want to mend fences and pray for your dad. And so and your accu- your accusations are not helping your father. Not at all. What he says to her. By the way, it's like chilling. I'm like so terrified, like thinking about all of this where it's like truly like, yeah, you could be up against a sunny day, you guys. Fuck corporations. So she's like, this is a bunch of PR talk. Weird that she thought that her, the judge was talking PR talk, but didn't like understand the bigger picture. Anyway, um, he says that they cooperated with the police. She's barking up the wrong tree. This has nothing to do with Lorengo. And frankly, he's concerned about her. He's never known her to be erotic, but now she's running around hurling accusations at the financial beacon of this community. So, like, she's making all the wrong enemies. She's making some Roger, Roger Herjavec. <laughs> I'm calling him Roger from, from Everon. Um, or Ryan, or Ryland, or um, Robert. Like, I'm going to come up with, like, versions of, I will never call him by his legal name ever again. Right. So, um... So she says everyone um, keeps telling her what's good for her father. And he says, maybe it's time you start listening. Then Maggie talks to her ghost dad at home in his office. And he's like, I'm over the job. I want to forget everything in this town. She's like, what's going on, dad? And he's like, I promised your mother I'd never bring work home. And she goes, come on. Oh, we're just a couple of tough characters, aren't we? Um, And her dad's like, she goes, what scares you, dad? I'll tell me yours if you tell me. I'll tell. Wait, What's you your tell me yours. Fear? I'll tell you mine. Right? <laughs> yes. Gross. Um, yes. This is like this is like so in like it's like that is a very like uh, sexual sort of phrase. Like don't totally your dead dad. Like ew. Right? Yeah. So, um, so this is what's gross is that I wrote. Then my next line is there's a banging. Um, but what I forgot to say. <laughs> <laughs> is that there's a flashback to the scene in the woods and there's a man grabbing her mouth saying I will kill you and tell everyone um, you care about so basically like that's her biggest fear but then there's a banging we wake up in present day Maggie fell asleep at her dad's desk um, much to her surprise it's our boy Roth uh, Zach Roth Snoopy 5518 to 5713 so you can smear my father's name all over your front page again oh they fired me yeah They were shocked to learn that I'd made such unsubstantiated allegations against this paragon of public safety. I hope you didn't come here looking for sympathy. I came here because I have to show you something. It's important, please. Look, level with me. What do you know about this thing between him and Jack Ford? I'm not really into 20 questions, so if you came here to show me something... Ford's the biggest son of a bitch I ever met, but it was common knowledge that your father had made it his mission to put him away. My father wouldn't do that. Someone slid this under my door this morning. I thought the letters came in the mail. Guess they were in a hurry. What is it? It's a copy of a money order for $25,000 made out to cash. Check out the signature. My father. Any idea what it was for? No. Who he paid it to? Why would someone give you this? That was be a year ago, just before Ford disappeared. So? 
So it's a funny little world, isn't it? Father pays somebody $25,000 and then his worst problem just goes away. Get out. What if he had Ford killed? Get out of my house! Could this have anything to do with your father's shooting? Just go. Okay, look, look, would you explain it to me, please? Because I'm trying to understand it some other way. You want to turn over a new leaf? Why don't you call the sheriff right now and tell her who wrote the letters? I wish I knew I got nothing. For what it's worth, I hope he pulls through okay. So Maggie's going through all of her dad's shit in his office, which to me, even though he's in a coma, is a violation. And she's trying to solve this. And I'm like, mm, this is I like literally that's like the thing I would bury in the back of my like house. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? OK, so she finds this lockbox in her dad's files and she cuts it open the garage. It's all paperwork related to Jack Sr., right? And then, like, there's this yes. video or like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We no. assume it's Jack Senior, right? Yep. There's mm-hmm. all like mugshots and pics or whatever. Then she also sees a videotape. Okay, which I don't know why I thought of um, Nickelback's photograph as that came out of my mouth because it's a videotape. <laughs> um, but she puts it in, and it's color security footage. It is, <laughs> and we don't see it at first, right? And it's like. Hey, Sheriff, it's Jack. You out there? You watching me? Whatever happened to that pretty little girls of your, girl of yours? And then we cut to, like, the footage of this man, 60 Days In style, like, in the prison. Like, yeah. In the jail cell. And, yeah, like, like, this is all supposed to be, like, torture-related, which is just, like, not paying attention directly to this criminal screaming at him for a lawyer, right? Yeah. Um, and he's like, I know my rights, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and he goes, grown up now, moved to, moved to Chicago, did she? She was an angel. And then he winks right at the camera and like, kind of like licks his lips in this dirty ass way. And it's like, (laughs) ugh, like I would kill you too, motherfucker. Like, and he uses the expression all grown up. All grown up, yeah. Growed, growed, all Gro- grown up. up. Is that what he said? Ew, yeah. gross. That's so gross. So then um, Meg shows the video to Sam, and Sam can't believe she never told anyone about what happened that day. And she's like, I just lost my mom. I don't want to lose my dad, too. I never even saw the man's face, but I will never forget that voice. Um, and she says that's what's stopping her from coming home. Um, and, and now the fort is gone. Now there's nothing to fear. Yes. And I got to say, like, and look, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize anybody's trauma. (laughs) But, but, by any means, like, because, you know, the different things cause hey trauma. Man, for if you weren't people. fucking kidnapped in the woods and you're listening to this, we're not talking about you. We're talking about this isolated incident. <laughs> we're talking about this one fucking particular one isolated incident. <laughs> but it was literally like thir- thirty seconds that. <laughs> I mean, a man, a man grabbed her and and held her for thirty seconds and then let her go. That's basically right. the the whole. Uh, the whole thing it was like as long as wags just held us like yeah, it was it, not long but that said no 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 no. truly it is very scary to think about that happening absolutely but you would assume you know you hit 16 17 you know things haven't no one's spookies come around your house you start to kind of like maybe think that maybe that was a freak accident and that's a normal 
you know yeah I, I mean look it's i don't want to wade into like you know waters of like being insensitive by any we're means we're not but being in, no elizabeth smart is not listening to this podcast like this is, <laughs> but, no but like i'm saying like but for this particular story for, for that this, somebody made up exactly for this to particular have, circumstance where a strange militia man john jake is waiting for you <laughs> with blood soaked hands in the woods i would you know, you know, God bless if that has happened to you. Um, but but to you ha- understand what we're but saying. To, but to have the whole movie <laughs> hinge on that one event, so she like doesn't come home again because of that. Well, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a big ask. Yeah, I mean, well, the whole movie, like her not becoming not her not coming home, is not why that the whole event like hinged on that. The whole event hinged on that because he's a bad dude. He's been around town. Like oh, yes. she just also hasn't come in home. Come home. Sorry, she also hasn't come home, <laughs> and it happens because like that guy's a bad dude. But she does tell Sam that that that's a big reason that she hasn't come home. Yeah, this is like whatever. This is her excuse. Like I, I don't. I agree. Like I would be afraid to go home too. But that's not why this happened to her dad. Exactly. For sure not. No. Like this man was a madman, right? So clearly. Um, okay, so she thinks it's weird that no one has ever looked into where John or Jack went, rather. Um, but Sam's like, you know what? We didn't need to. He's a monster. And to that, I'm like, well, that seems like extra reason to look into it, right? <laughs> like, if Ted Bundy leaves your state, you're like, well, let's track that. Like, let's see where else that shows up. Like, you don't just yeah. be like, mm, that's their problem now, honey. I'm done. Like, <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind, exactly. Like, fucking bring out the lemonade, sweeties. So, let's play um, 1 minute and 52 seconds to 102.14. Up at the emergency room, I'll beat to hell. Had a concussion. Broken bones. It was his old man that had done it. Frank got over there right away, took a statement, went straight out to the house and arrested Ford. The kid was just shy of his 17th birthday at the time. In this state, you can't make a statement to the police without a parent or a lawyer present if you're a minor. So they threw out the charges? Without the kid's statement, there were no charges. Ford was cut loose. My father. In the courtroom, after it was over, Ford smiled at him. I've never seen a man look as broken as Frank did in that moment. So that's it? That's the dirty little secret that no one talks about? Everyone in this town thinks that my father killed Ford so that he would never be a problem again? What's done is done. Do you believe it too? Maggie. No. No, my father wouldn't do this. He
So Alice and Meg are gardening. Um, I love that Meg always is a great cardigan girl. Like across the board, mm-hmm. the way that Dorinda on Real Housewives of New York always wears like great cl- like cutouts. Like people are always calling her out for like gray turtlenecks with like cutout spots. That is her uh, look yes. in this. Now Alice is here in um and also she's mirroring her, but except in a denim oversized sweat like <laughs> what is that? A denim like long sleeve, and then yeah. like a little rag on her head for gardening. It's so literal. It's like, I'm going to put on my gardening rack. Yeah, totally. <laughs> do people do that anymore? Like, you have to really be into gardening to be like, I'm going to put on my gardening rag. Yeah, that you'd have to, that would be like set aside with your gloves and your trowel. Yeah, and- you're like, I, but like, also, what's the purpose of getting your hair off your head at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why? Like, if you're Alice, just go take a shower. But, yeah, you know, she might be getting her hair blown out like a couple days a week. Oh. I'm open to it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. So um, they garden and Alice is like, you know, you shouldn't listen to rumors. And Meg goes, are they even rumors? And she goes, ask your dad. (laughs) And she goes, I can't. And then she goes, well, then maybe you should have been here when he could have told you about it. Okay, flip floppy. You're right. She might have a little bit of like a dissociative identity, a personality. (laughs) What is it? What's called like literally she's a little bit like. Honey, like we were just here and then you were forgiving and then you were this kind of ally showed up in the pussy bow to my coma like reunion or whatever the fuck that was when she was having a goose egg on her head. And then Alice is now in the gardening being like, get your life together, bitch. You should have been here. It's your it's your fault. Your dad's dead. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's just so So many messages. Weeping. weeping in the garden and she tells her that Ford was guilty and everyone knew it and he walked away because Judge Landers had to do his job Frank knew the judge had no choice and what he couldn't live with any longer is that the judge had been lying to him for years he never told him that he was one of the biggest investors in Lorengo took your breath away I could feel it yeah I just I mean (laughs) he tried to get her dad uh, involved to help change her, like change the people's mind in town, right? And the judge often stake in the company, um, which, like, okay, I guess, like, for this movie wasn't a good move, but I would say long term could have been great for old Meggles on the, uh, absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah, the inheritance side, yeah, but that said, so, um, he basically said, um, if you got a stake in the company, it wouldn't be so bad compared to the convenient way that Ford disappeared. Um, if his own best friend felt the way about him, why shouldn't he retire? So basically, the whole retirement was because this whole issue with the judge. Um, he said he wasn't going to rat on the judge because he had uh, one thing to do with um, one thing had nothing to do with the other. Um, and so Meg asked herself, what did you do with the money, dad? And she like looks up into the sky and asks. So. She drives her ass out to Somerset, uh, Somerset Savings. Um, and the loan officer and her have this, like, interesting moment where she's basically trying to, like, get out of him why her dad put 25 k into a money order, which seems like a f- empty, like, it seems like a fool's errand. Like, truly a fool. That is a fool's errand. Like, to ask a man why someone, who someone wrote a money order to. Well, that's what, yes, I was, <laughs> I wrote, um, the big manager, Stonewalls her. He won't tell her 
but how the fuck would he know it's a money order (laughs) exactly you wouldn't be like oh man i'm writing this money order up because like i don't want my daughter to get murdered and like this man like i mean then i thought well okay i guess the bank would eventually know who cashed the money order but they wouldn't right because when you when you well well when it's cash i guess at a twenty five thousand, you give an you put id like, probably but then but it prob- still, would it go back to the money order place or would it stay with the bank that's like to if me the bank it's issues like, a cashier's check or money order then i guess it's, they have to go to that bank to cash it but right oh wait if you went to western union and they wired you 25k and then you took that to bank. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Still. This I, might. This man might have answers, but well, either way. He might, but it's still, I, my initial reaction was like, this is it's a fool's errand. Bold ask. And like more than that also, he couldn't be quicker to remind her of that. Like he's like, <laughs> bye loser. Like literally like. Thinking like the water cooler needs to be changed. He's like, bye. Yeah. So like, just walks out of the room. Doesn't even. Um, Meg calls, uh, looks at the call records. I'm going to say there's a 33 second call on September 7th. It costs six cents to make a 33 second call. Interesting to me. That, um, yeah. I another know. call he has, um, it's about four, four or five lines, lines down. It costs almost $10 for a 30 minute phone call from the same Somerset Lodge. So I was uh-huh. like, I don't understand math, like phone math. I've also never looked at a landline phone bill. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't really like, my mom dealt with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, maybe I did back in the day. I like peeked at it, but it would be like 25 cents a call, you know? But so then it's like $10 for a half an hour. I remember the potential of that somewhere along the line in my childhood or growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But But it would... Yeah. I remember being terrified that's a, that, that, that my mom would ever get a bill. Yeah. Like if I was talking to a boy like late night. It used to be like nine to nine. You would get yes. nine to nine. Did you get the the, 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 the cheaper rates. Or and then whatever. it was like, Oh, y'all perverts from nine to other nine are like <laughs> you get charged. But like it'd be like me like being like, Hey, do you like me? Like uh <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but um, it like literally shocked me that it cost ten dollars. And, and I will note that he called Alice um, on September eighth, the day. Unless after. it would have was a collect call, maybe it was more. Expensive. I thought of that as well. So mm-hmm. I was like, but then like, why wouldn't the first one be collect? I like, I had thoughts. If um, the guy called him from the payphone, like, maybe- like he got a nickel. And then he made the first. He did. He put the deposit down on the first five seconds, and then <laughs> he picked up the rest. So, because um, that was always a thing too. Do you remember? It'd be like insert a nickel to continue this call, and you'd be like, ah! "Yeah, yeah." Be like find a nickel, motherfuckers! <laughs> like I gotta get my mom to pick me up. I was always outside the CVS. So, um, <laughs> so I always taped a nickel to my heel. Did you? No. <laughs> He's like, I would have completely done something like that. That would have completely. I wish that would have been. Right? So, um, so anyways, so when she gets there, she realizes it's the Larongo property. Um, oh, she drives to Smoky Point. Sorry. Yes, there's, yes. Yeah, she drives to Somerset. So then there's a POV with Meg walking up. We hear the heavy breathing. Literally terrible. So 
Meg gets to the door, but it's locked. She tries upstairs. We hear the heavy breathing inside now. Meg lets herself in, and we run down. It's like a rundown motel. It's very clearly... Honestly, it looks like it could have used, like, a little magic. It is not in good shape. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, but, like, I could have, like... I feel like I could, um, like, you know, queer eye that house. Oh, totally. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Just be like, come on, let's get it going. Like, yeah. JVN, come in here. <laughs> Fucking magic. Make it a mini Madonna Inn. Colorado <laughs> moment, you know? Totally. Um, totally. And by the way, I, will, I like, if anyone wants to start a small motel in Colorado with me, like, very cute, I would love that. Um, Again, my wife. I want units. I want to buy units. So um, she spots um, MRE. What's, oh, MREs. So those are like the bullets or whatever that are around, right? No, the, um, the rations, the food rations. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah, The yeah. packets, they're yeah. food rations? <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's disgusting. I thought they surely were bullets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that, my that kratom comes too. in packets like that. Like, I would never, like, that's like astronaut food. My kratom is a natural herb, you guys. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of that. Um, but, like, that's astronaut food. That, oh, that's terrible. It's I just, honestly yeah. would rather be killed than be on a <laughs> ration like that. So. <laughs> She spots a phone. This is just like a 10 second little clippy we're going to play. But she spots a phone and then the number on the payphone matches her dad's phone records. She picks up the phone. It's in service. Whoa. She hangs it up. And just like that, it starts to ring 108.39 to 108.53. Real short. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> it's so scary to me. Um, it was very, it was very scary. That, fr- that what an odd run down the hallway she did. I, at first, the very first run when she ran from the building, I was like, she can't run very well. But then she, she can't. But then down the stairs into the car, she ran pretty normally. So but like she almost like well, she'll have a limp later on, which will really dwarf her already like shitty ability to run, which like I relate to. But um, <laughs> so she runs outside, and there's a sticker on this black van that like sort of like reverses towards her. Oh, yeah. Did it say "Keep holding"? I'm recording. I remember I wrote it down. It said "Keep." No, it says. Keep honking. I'm, I'm recording. Reloading. I'm oh, like reloading honking. my gun. Oh and it, my god, is that what it said? Because it has like fake bullet holes on the. I like, really made that want to be what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. So later at the hospital, Meg is met by the sheriff and Alice. Her dad's in surgery. This is like a whoa, what the fuck? Dad just got put into surgery. Sam gets there and he says he just heard the news, and it is very kind of, you know, it's very scream. It's very like. Matthew Lillard like runs in or not Matthew Lillard like uh who's the other guy Ethan Hawke he like runs in and he's like hey I'm here and it's like no you're not man you're the fucking killer like he absolutely comes in like that totally totally not trusting him so then Maggie's like I gotta go she scoots then she goes into the dad's room she's sitting on the bed by herself Sam walks in 110.03 to 112.03 this is two minutes of trust issues. That's what I will call this piece. <laughs> Maggie. What is it? You're the only one I told. Told what? About that day. 
hunting with my dad. You're the only one I told what Ford said to me. Okay. <laughs> I got a call today. And that voice... He said... I know where you live. And he said it in the exact same way. Wait, you think it was me? You're the only one who knows. Well, obviously someone else does know because I did would you, never... Did you know Judge Landers was an investor in Lorengo Corp? Look, it was nothing. Landers came to me and asked me to go in with him, invest in the company. I told him I didn't have that kind of money. That's all there was to it. It's not all there was to it. My father was shot. He may die. Look, you don't honestly believe I had anything to do with that. That night I was knocked out. You just happened to be driving by. What? You just happened to notice the door was open. How did you get there so quickly, Sam? Okay, I was, I was checking to make sure you were all right. But... That was you in the house that night. What were you looking for, Sam? What did you want? Maggie, this is crazy. Now, you know I would never do anything to hurt I you. I don't know anything. I love you, Maggie. Don't say that. Ah, oh, Maggie. Miss Dolan. Your father's stable. With some complications, but he's out of danger now. Can I see him? Sure. Please don't go. I don't know what to do. That surgeon came off of like five hard years of like Denver and was like, I can't like I have to like he might have covered John Bonet's case. Like, honestly, that's how far we go back. <laughs> this man is done. He's like, I have come to this small community. I don't even have time to to get the blood out of my blouse. Those scrubs before. are from the John Bonet case. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even. <laughs> <laughs> what never... do you think they pay here? <laughs> I agree. I agree. So Maggie's in the recovery room with her dad and she cries over the bed and she begs him not to leave her. And then Frank's goes come back and he's like, don't leave me. You shouldn't leave me for your job in Chicago, Maggie, um, which is so rough. And he's like, life is simple, magpie. You just think too much. Ugh. And she says, I don't even know what that means. He says it means trust yourself. What do you feel inside? Um, okay, so she leaves the hospital, and I just wrote that this girl needs to start checking her back seat. Like this is like when you start flashing a flash. Like even though this isn't what happens, just like if you're in this much mystery in your life, like flash a flashlight in your back seat. Make sure there's no one back there. Every woman out there, just flash a flashlight before you get in the back and make sure there's no spooky spooks in there because there could be like some ghosts, some Snoopies. You never know. Yeah. That would be awesome, actually, if Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> if I got in my car and Snoopy was in my car, <laughs> I would die. <laughs> Would be so happy if Snoopy was in my car, um, but if like, he was just sitting like for, upright, like a like in a, like a child, just waiting for me. What if he was in the back seat? Would I that would just be? love it so, and like in a and like a baby seat, like just fucking. I would, 
I would love that so much. Like that would I be can't, that would be so cool. Like <laughs> it really would be a dream come true. It would be so cool. Um, <laughs> but like that's not what I'm talking about. Like if <laughs> look for no. look for, but like that would be cool. I think we can all agree. Um, <laughs> what if we got surprised on Ellen? Like. <laughs> What if Ellen heard this podcast and put Snoopy in our back seats? <laughs> Ellen, honey, I know you're listening. Um, Ellen's like, Portia, shut up. Um, so we have to play some of Jack's big acting scene. Um, we will say that before she gets out, before she gets in her car, blah, blah, blah. She looks in her like rear view, not her, her, her window side, side passenger yep. thing. She sees that Jack, he literally, Jack is like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. But he like looks around like the door, sort of. Uh, it's very. Um, I'll post a gif. It was um, odd. But she saw um, him. She's like, "Oh, I saw you, dude." So let's like play this clip. So she goes to she goes to Jack in the garage. She's like, "What are you doing, man? Saw you in Somerset. Saw you here. What? You're not supposed to be here." So then Jack, uh, we're gonna pick up at fourteen twenty three, halfway through his acting scene to one sixteen twenty seven. Like what you really saw that morning? I told you. He waved. What about when he left? Did you see somebody else? Like somebody watching? No, there wasn't nobody else. Jack, please, please. You said you liked the sheriff, that he helped you. <laughs> oh, this is where he gets agitated. I was Not just with this earlier. job or with your school, no, but yeah, he yeah, protected yeah. you. Now he needs our help. Somebody shot him. We've got She's to find like, out who it is. targeting him. Totally. The music is. You would think something much worse happened with his dad, honestly. <laughs> My daddy. He can go up in those mountains and heat on anything. They're in Colorado. Where did he get this accent? <laughs> he didn't kill it. He didn't care. He used to make me. See, and he says wolves, eagles, so it lines up with the eagle feather. <laughs> shoot something. Anything. So that I would know how it felt. And his hands were covered with blood. I just leave it there. But he told me once, he said, he got a rush off it like nothing else. He liked killing things. What? I already told you to get out of here! Jack! Get out! Now! Wow. He did a lot in that scene. He he did. He yeah, did. really unpacked, unloaded a lot of uh, emotion. And Magpie was really slow to the punch on all of this because it was like the way he was acting was clearly for somebody at any point. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But she was never like she was never like this isn't for me. Like what is all of this? Which is like what the first thing I would do if someone started to like act out of proportion i'd be like dude like what 
Oh, I love, oh, I love doing that to someone in real life. Like, if someone ever tries to, like, act me in real life, I'll be like, who is this for? Who is this for? Like, because you see people do that, and it's like, dog, like, I get the scene not playing out. Like, there's not a lot of occasions in life that you get to do that, but when it happens, you guys, harness that, Ellen, harness that. Do you Ellen's listening to this? Ellen, harness it. Portia. Portia should harness it. Um, but you guys harness it together. Put Snoopy in our cars. That was an amazing scene though, I thought, from Jack. That was like a very like um I felt him as a victim. Yes, I agree. I felt directorially editorially they they there was a few things they could have done a little oh. bit better oh yeah well, i i feel like they they really this would have been a perfect time to cut back to the dad's hands across her face as a kid yeah. in sepia because now we would say, realize oh that's blood on his hands they he loves to have blood on his hands they just don't want us to know yet cuz we have a lot to learn still I guess, I guess. I mean, I agree with you. Oh, because oh, because we don't mm. know that. Oh, I'm sorry. I've ruined no, don't, everything, honey. <laughs> I think they know. <laughs> so it's probably like literally says in the description of this podcast, like what happens at the end of this movie. <laughs> but then one other thing was that, like you said, it was performative for somebody else. But it, he really looks like. Well, like when the van the, thing happens, you know he's doing it because. Yes. You know, Daddy Dearest, shh, don't cut that out. But, like, audience, like, don't mm, listen to that. Mm, but you mm. know what I mean? Like, mm, it's like, didn't happen, but that happened. Like, Daddy Dearest is, like, behind the van right there, and he's like, get out of here. And it's like, oh, that is for someone else. And that's for Dad, who's a fucking, I mean, he's truly, he's a, um, a screwball. <laughs> He's screwball, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what you would call it. Um, so, um, Magpie is being watched from outside the house. Um, which, by the way, I can't, I can't drive home to you how much I love this house. Um, oh, it, she's, it's great. She's doing a, a TED and a malls. She's napping on the couch, <laughs> literally passed it on the couch, which like me feel like so sad, especially knowing that she had that childhood bedroom upstairs. But who was going to like redo the linens, right? Yeah. So that exactly. was probably like her mom made that before she died. Yeah. Like she's been sleeping on the couch all these years. So Zach Roth has called in the middle of the night. This is where I'm like, hmm. Zach Roth, my boy. Um, and he's like, I got another call. The person says he has real proof of what your father did. He doesn't know what kind, but he wants to give it to him in person. And it's for the, it's not for the Herald. It's for her. It's for the both of them. And he wants her to be at the construction site in an hour. So, like, basically, she has to drive out to the construction site that Sam told her about. Um, when she gets there, Zach is covering his eyes. So that's where we're going to pick up. And we're going to play out basically through the end of the movie. Well, we are going to play it through the end of the movie. And I'll play this for you a little bit. But uh, yeah, just know that like when you hear the first like, that's um, a shotgun hitting Zach in the side of the uh, face. Yes, yes. Oh, it's dramatic. Blow to the head. Oh my God. Oh, oh. Never gets easier. Long time, Angel. Remember me? Didn't want to call you. Took a little convincing. No! 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 
saw I'd get more of a fight out of you. Knowing who your daddy is and all. Don't talk about my father! She has a ridiculous limp that I am shocked she's running through the forest with. This is brave. Brave bitch hours. Oh, it's Judge. Don't worry, it's just Judge. Don't worry, Judge. Don't worry, it's all Judgy. Judgy, Judgy, Judge. Who's that? On the scene. I'm just gonna shoot. I didn't have a choice. She's starting to put together uh, that Judge might not be. Even despite everything. This is not good news for her, honey. I didn't shoot your daddy, girl. Don't listen to him, Maggie. Sheriff wanted me gone. He's willing to pay me 25 grand to make it worth my while. He is talking much more than I thought he would be after I shot him. He just lets loose, honey. He's like, do you want to know? What do you want to know? Pays me to come back. He's lying. Told me to write those letters to the newspaper. Shut up. Told me to set up a meeting with the sheriff on Buck Mountain. I this said is shut Buck up. Mountain. Judge. Buck Mountain. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that sheriff's hunting rifle. Somebody should have put you down long ago. <laughs> What the hell are you doing, Maggie? Uh, everything How much was it? <laughs> begins How much and ends on Buck Mountain. How much money shut down? How much before you were willing to kill your oldest friend? It was an accident. I never meant that to happen. Except the sheriff didn't die. When you started nosing around, Angel, you wanted me to scare you off, little girl. Maggie, get out of the way! No. You're protecting him? Kill him and then what? You're gonna kill me? And then my father? What about Roth? You don't get it, do you? I'll do whatever I have to do. Use your head, Maggie. We could still work this out. No, we can't. Just like your damn father. No! Leave her alone. Go on home, boy. I'm only gonna tell you once. I have to look out for her, because the sheriff can't. That's why you've been following me? I knew my dad was around. I could feel it. I wasn't going to let him hurt you. You hear that? Dad? I'm not afraid of you anymore. Jack? He's gone. You're gonna shoot me, Maggie? Your dad told me that story a dozen times. The time he took you hunting, he said you didn't have it in you to shoot anything. I'll do it! No, I don't think so. Plant your feet. Line up your target. Take a deep breath. Where are you? 
I'm over here! You called the sheriff? Sheriff Dolan always said you have to tell people when you're afraid. No way I was afraid of Landers. That's right. Maggie! Oh, no, Jack. Are you all right? I'm okay. You need a gun, Judge. think about the end of all this well dad wakes up dad's alive i would have liked dad to die you would have liked that no but like i expected it and i would have felt more satisfied by it like we went through all this for a reason and now it's like he's alive and what's the point of this he has to live through judge going to jail and like Mm, we have to confront the feelings regarding alice that oh, might have God. gone untold. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like, feel like that's, that's very empathic of you as a viewer. Alice, so. like, slaved away for years just caring about this man. Unrequited maybe, completely. Or maybe, you know, they weren't romantically involved, and that's why she was so upset about, you know, everything else. Maybe he's having, well, no, but he was having these kind of dementia-type episodes, and he's forgetting the right. relationship that they had. And yeah, you're man. also like, so you brought up the point that he should be sorry to, um, we need some sorryness for, we need some sorriness for Sam. Well, I just thought, you know, she really laid in, she blamed everything on him at the hospital. You know, she didn't realize that judge was responsible. Sam knew more than he told. Well, though. yes. So, yes. I, I don't feel like, you know, uh, I think Sam might still have some tea. I mean, he's the diner owner in town. I would say the tea gets trafficked through him. Yeah. He's like the local hairstylist. Oh, wow. If we had had a hairstylist in this. I don't doubt that there is a hairstylist that they should have included. There this. definitely is a great clips artist. But anyway, um, so anyway, so what do we all have to live for now in I, this movie? I think the um, <clears throat> the last shot of her was was fairly terrifying. So when she like says at the end of the movie, she's like, "Dad, I'm here. Don't worry, I'm here." Like, does that mean she has to live no, there? She doesn't say. She says, "I'm home." <laughs> <laughs> she lives there now, and like she's moving back. And like, by the way, I'm not gonna act like I feel like the greater Chicago area was like better for her because I do feel like she had a weird. She was hyper involved with her. She Too was involved. A, it had very some, codependent on up. her clients at the uh, the uh, advocacy center. I feel like yeah, but like codependence generous. Like that implies almost like there's like she needs them because she cares about them. Mm. <laughs> she might just regular us be like, 
I don't know. Listen, I have a purple yam that I want to make um, in a few hours. Well, maybe like in an hour. Um, so we like, should. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like, but I do feel like Barb was a little more. <laughs> Ted's Ted, like, I don't want to impose. I <laughs> don't want to impose, but let's get it. Let's just talk about Barb for a half hour. <laughs> her coworker, you know, for her. <laughs> I feel like she just had a much healthier relationship with her job. Barb literally yeah. came in with boundaries. She's like, bitch, it's overtime. Granted, we would not have started this movie if Barb hadn't answered that phone. But Barb's like, listen, like, I don't even know the number of immigration. Like, I, it's not my job. Cause like, what is, she's like, oh, the Alvarez family's about to lose their house. Oh, call immigration. Like, First of all, what in what scenario is that the order of operations? <laughs> Secondly, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're also that's coming why up, they're losing their house. We're coming somebody... off the heels of Twenty One Savage being um, busted for by ICE, which, by the way, like I kind of think is chic, and I like. Like, if anyone's gonna, I love that. I love that they're like, you know what? Hi, we're ICE. We're fucking terrible. We're also gonna take one of America's favorite rappers, who, by the way, is not even American. We're like, we don't care. We just, why are you taking him? Like, it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, but Barb is truly, Barb's like, no, Barb's not like ICE. Barb is like just very just structured and like has an idea of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, she's just fucking normal. And it also says something about literally what's her face? Um, our homie magpie that like immigration (laughs) wouldn't be like the fact that she was keeping the immigration number like secret to her red notebook, which like I understand was important for the plot of this movie, but it's like, dude, that's the number for immigration. Like on a, that should be on a post-it in the main room. Like, yeah, your family services. Come on now. Big city. Chicago. Come on now. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Ted, what's your favorite movie? (laughs) (laughs) I think this changes every time, that's or maybe good. it doesn't, and that's the sad thing. But uh, I, the, the Badlands, it's a Terrence Malick film with uh, Martin uh, Sheen and Sissy Spacek. Never seen it. It's f- amazing, but I believe you. It's based on the Charles Starkweather. Case. I don't know if you remember. It's that guy, fifties. He went cross country with his girlfriend, and it was kind of a murder. That I know. I yeah. know about that. It's loosely based on that, but it's just. I so love. A, I love a. And by when I say I love a, I'm terrified of a couple murder. Like when, especially when it's like the husband leading the charge. Like that really terrifies me because it's like, y'all, like that woman who kidnapped, like co-kidnapped Elizabeth Smart with that guy. Oh my gosh. Her getting out, like, oh my, like, it's not okay at all. And, but part, and also part of me wonders like what part of her, how affected she was by the circumstance. I don't think she could possibly pay off like emotionally what she did to another person in that time. But I do wonder like, cause with Manson girls, like I do feel a little bit like dog. They're like 70. Like, yeah, th- an old fucking creepy ass man convinced these teenage girls of doing some, whatever. We don't need to get into the politics of that. But if you listen to this podcast, and you don't agree with me unsubscribe. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so Badlands is your favorite movie. Um, on, on a scale of Badlands to uh, Mother May I Sleep with 
danger would you rate this a one to a, a or five or a one five being badlands one being lifetimey um i would give it i give it a one maybe you really think it's that yeah okay. or two I, mean, I i was gonna say two yeah that's what I, my first gut my gut was a two believability of the world and characters oh uh two Two, I agree. It's not great. Creative use of words to avoid censorship. Now, I they didn't like. <clears throat> she literally came in and was like, "This is bullshit." So we got a good bullshit out of her. <clears throat> I wasn't really like missing swears throughout this movie, though. No, I don't feel like it was. Uh, I th- so I thought it. I thought it did. A- Wait, I'm sorry. When you said acting, you meant four, right? Or did you mean it was very good or very bad? Oh, that was the second question as far as believability. We didn't do acting. acting. We didn't acting, do acting yet. No, we did acting was first. Oh, 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 oh. And that was a. I oh, think sorry. it's a four. Um, yeah, as far as good, right? Four is bad. Oh, sorry. Badlands is one. One and yes, I think I reversed the thing. So yes, I thought it four. was a, a four. And believability of the world and characters is also a four. <clears throat> yeah, Sorry, I'm being Elizabeth. What's her face? No, I think that the acting was almost a little better than the believability, but there was some bad acting too. There was some really a couple. Yeah, it was not good. It was not yeah. great. No. Um, creative use of words to avoid censorship. I feel like that's like a one for me. Yeah, we got a bullshit. Yeah, that felt I mean, good. Okay, I'm gonna take that. Yeah, dialogue. As, yeah. Uh, dialogue, I would go back down to uh, three or four. I think it's a three. It's but not the worst. I not, mean, it's not the worst. Give it, let's give it a 3.5 because I will say I fully blacked out during the Sam scene. Like, I, I had no idea when he was trying to relate to her. Like, I understood the beginning and the end of that speech about what happened with the house thing. But if I, as a person who tries to pay attention to this and watched it twice, am confused, I know the audience is going to be confused. Yes. And that's just like you're doing a lot of execution in a way that's not relatable or absorbable. Abs- that's Yes. And like just stupid things like like look at his signature on the thing <laughs> and there's no signature. Instead, it's a, you know, like just Frank look at, like look Dolan. who it's made out to or whatever you could, you know. Yeah. Uh, Wardrobe. <sighs> well, I mean, it's like not great, but it's a three for me. Like it's not great, but it's not the worst. It's very 2006. I'm going to say a 3.5. 3. You want to go in hard? Well, okay. because the, the, at the beginning, the, the magpie, the little girl. Oh, right. Just, and I, also Alice's like whole gardening outfit was, well, I actually found the pussy bow sweater during the um, bereavement of her goose egg scene to be like one of the worst moves for her. Because <laughs> I just was like, oh, really? Up, you're up in the middle of the night, Alice, to like go save your friend's daughter's head <laughs> and like you're putting on that sweater like i'd be over there in a hoodie they put alice in a hoodie exactly judge was consistent with the bolo ties and uh that was that was fine but uh yeah well i mean three 3.5 hair and makeup uh, i thought it was pretty good yeah i'll give it a two yeah like, she looked great throughout the whole thing like there were some tough hair moments for extras but not bad yeah music sh- sh- uh, music was, seemed, you know, uh, I mean, I'm uh, two or three. Yeah, you didn't notice it. I'll give it a two. 
Crying, though, was great because we got Jack's scene in the whole thing, which was a, a scene in and of itself. And then we also got her a couple times in her dad's house. It, it made me think, like, she must be able to cry in command. Like, like I think it's a four. Want to yeah. give it a four? Wait, that's... That's, that's like, bad. like, lifetime good. Okay, yes. Like, I always think of lifetime crying as, like, the Tori Spelling crying jag, where it's just, like, we cut to commercial and the person, like... <laughs> yeah, like, it's to physical movements right. of crying without yeah, the emotional, yeah, yeah. Victimization of the female character. I mean, yeah, this... Emotionally this was, and, like, and, and physically, but, like, gas lit. I would like to diversify this season, I will say, moving forward with less movies that are about gaslighting the female character. Because we have dealt, we've come a, upon a moment where, you know, we, we stumbled upon a lot of naughty teens, our first season, teens up to no good. But now we're up to just every bitch gets brainwashed out of her mind. Or yeah. like, and that is actually like, pretty much i think most women's fears is that we'll be manipulated like you know what i mean yeah so that's like a worst. good thing to prey on for us like that's like good content like i'm like oh yeah what if i get like fucking in a cult like that's what i think about most of the day is like oh it'd be so easy to put me in a cult like but yeah then yeah um so victimization of the female character want to give it a four yes like we didn't see anything too crazy happen but like from 10 yeah, to was- 30, this woman was harassed. Failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. I feel like, I mean, everyone like, well, okay. So like when you think about the judge working against her, that makes sense. So it's like, okay, of course that wasn't the logical conclusion. But the sheriff was a real dud as well as Sam. As well as, I mean, she was doing, Magpie was doing her best. I'd say a three. Like, because it also was like very, all of this is very persuaded by the judge's interest in this. So it's, yeah, like you've got this like, kind of like this twist uh, thing that we're not aware of. Twists and turns, baby. But, but there was some convoluted stuff too that, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Dropped plot lines. I mean, mom, dad, mom's dad. We don't know why. It wasn't even, yeah. Alice, what's going to happen uh, with her and dad's yeah. relationship? What's going to happen with her and Sam's relationship? Is she going to fucking move there? Is Judge in jail? Like, did that guy die in the woods? What happened to Jack? Like, basically everything we cared about that was moving this movie forward, we don't know anything about. All we know is that dad made it through the rain and that everyone got shot in the woods. <laughs> So this is basically a prologue. <laughs> so do we want to do we want to give this like a I mean this is like a 5 for me. This is every every plot line is dropped. The font not memorable. No. Did not. you have any feelings towards the font? Is it true? I well I have three or four pages I wrote up about the font. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> I do want to say that this movie is called Okay, so this movie has a second name. Hold on, let me. Oh wow! Again. Yeah, I love the second name. Yeah, the second name's always good. Okay. Um, the font was. We're gonna give it a two. Okay, so the movie was this. This movie was also called Deadly Season. Oh wow! Which like yeah okay, um, I get. 
But then I will tell you the only piece of trivia made me literally cry laughing upstairs when Sammy was here. It says, did you know trivia? All trivia for this title are spoilers. So you have to click through. Maggie's father didn't die. He was just injured. <laughs> that is... That's the trivia? Iconic trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie's father didn't die. He was just injured. Wait, who was this... Honestly, is this information? That's what I get to vote on. Yes, this is information. <laughs> share to Facebook. Um, or I can sign in with Amazon as well to share this. So this is this movie. Um, <laughs> Ted, did you love this movie? I love the experience of... Where does of, this stand up to Deadly Spawn Devil's Teardrop? I think um, it is... Probably in the middle. In the mid. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because, by the way, I can't decide which one's better. I can't either. Wait. Well, it wasn't Deadly Spa. It was... um. It was the pool. Deep, deep, deep Enders. Oh, yeah. Tw- 12 foot... 12, <laughs> 12 feet, feet of deep. terror Wait, or something. six feet deep? 12 feet deep. 12 feet. 12 feet under? 12 feet under. Listen... It was two under? sisters stuck in the ocean. Or in the in a pool. <laughs> Look, there was a mean pool lady. Sammy, what's our score? <laughs> 38. That is really, really good. I think that that might be one of our highest of this whole ass fucking season. Which, by the way, this makes sense for because this movie is terrible. I never really came around on it. But, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like Devil's Teardrop where I was like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> or even the sisters one. No, but uh, but it was, uh, there was something... Sometimes it's nice to... It's it was like, a Snickers. It was like a three o'clock pick-me-up. Like, exactly. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Ted, thank you so much for being here. Sammy, thank you for cleaning up that wine glass. Wags, thanks for... Such a pleasure. Being actually a good boy during this. Um, Ted, do you have anything you want people out there to know about you? <laughs> I fucking hate this part of the podcast. <laughs> hey, do you have like anything you want to plug? Like, it's like, hey guys, five hours later, Ted has a coupon for the Bed Bath and Beyond store. It's linked under his name as an Uber credit. <laughs> you just go to Ted's Twitter profile and click on the link, and you can get a five dollar Uber ride. <laughs> five dollar Uber ride, and you can learn that um, I'm just injured and I don't die in the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay all of ted's information will be linked in the profile ted thank you so much for doing this thank you for having me you're the best we I, have to have you back obviously again it. for our fifth fucking season if we keep doing this i love hope it. we will um you guys have been great sammy you've been the best i'm gonna let you thank go. you sammy <laughs> i'm gonna literally let you go um all right wags love you thanks bye for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.